does pen and paper have any role in your productivity system these days? If not, you might be missing out on something really rather special. Hello and welcome to episode 311 of the Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Now, a few weeks ago, I posted a video on YouTube that demonstrated how I have gone back to using a pen or rather, a few of my old fountain pens, and some paper to start planning a project. I've since added doing my weekly planning on paper too. This video and a subsequent follow-up video garnered a lot of interest and some fantastic questions. It also goes back to a question I was asked on this podcast last year on whether it was possible to create an analog version of the time sector system. Well, this week's question is a follow-up to that question, and I hope my answer will encourage you to explore some of the unique ways the humble pen and paper can aid in your productivity journey. So with that said, let me now hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Tom. Tom asks, Hi Carl, I recently saw your video on going back to pen and paper. What was your thinking behind that decision? Hi Tom, thank you for your question. In many ways, the reason for the experiment was something I tried when I was flying over to Ireland for the Christmas break. I decided to take a pen and notebook with me to see if my planning and thoughts would flow better on paper rather than how I usually do it through a keyboard. Now, the idea came from a video I had seen with Tim Ferriss, where he discussed how he finds his ideas flow better when he puts pen to paper. Plus, I have seen Robin Sharma, Tony Robbins, Andrew Huberman and read about many historical figures such as Presidents Kennedy and Nixon, as well as Winston Churchill, Ian Fleming and Charles Darwin, all take copious notes on paper. I wondered if there was something in it. When you think about it, the chances are you spend far too long in front of a screen these days. If it's not your computer, it's going to be your phone or TV. We just don't seem to be able to get away from them. When you pick up a pen and a pad of paper, you are no longer looking at a screen. The whole effect on your eyesight is going to change. This is certainly something I was beginning to feel. Pretty much everything I do involves a screen. There's even a heads-up display in my car. I just don't seem to be able to get away from them. Then there's the type. I was recently looking through some of my old planners from 2009 and 2010 and found myself being transported back 15 years 
to what I was thinking back then. It was a wonderful, nostalgic journey. My handwriting was unique. I could tell which pen I used and even the ink I was using back then. I can look at a digital document I created 10 years ago and it's boring Helvetica in black. It pretty much looks the same as any document I create today. There's absolutely nothing nostalgic. There's a wonderful video on YouTube by Adam Savage. Yes, THE Adam Savage, formerly of Mythbusters, where he shows an exact copy of one of Leonardo da Vinci's codex. Wow! I was blown away. It looked gorgeous, even though da Vinci wrote backwards. The aged paper, the diagrams, the pen strokes, everything looked so beautiful. So as I was thinking about how I could bring pen and paper back into my system, I realized the one area where paper, for me, always works better than digital is in planning. Well, certainly the initial planning stages. I also find, despite Apple's attempts at creating quick notes using the Apple Pencil, it's still not faster than having a notebook next to you on your desk with a pen. Now, one problem many people face with using pen and paper is you end up with a load of half-empty notebooks all over the place. I can assure you, if you think there are too many productivity apps around, wait until you begin going down the notebook rabbit hole. There's thousands of different styles, colours and papers. You'll learn about the incredible quality of Japanese paper and what constitutes fountain pen friendly papers. You'll learn about dot grids, grids, graph and lined paper. Then there are the covers, leather bound, ring bound, sewn, bonded and wow, so many decisions. You have been warned. And if you start investigating fountain pens, you'll find yourself in serious trouble. YouTube is full of videos on what constitutes the best pens for all kinds of writers. You'll learn about grail pens, pens everybody wants in their collection. I confess, I have a soft spot for the Namiki Yurushi and a Mont Blanc 149. Anyway, don't say I didn't warn you. Now, back to how I am utilising pen and paper in my system. I have two notebooks. The main one is my planning book and this is an A4 lined notebook where I will begin any planning session. I write the title of what I am planning at the top and then brainstorm in one colour, usually blue. Now, I find the best place to do this is at the dining table, not at my desk. There are no screens on the dining table, so all I have is my notebook and my blue inked fountain pen. This is what I call my first pass. Now, the trick here is to write whatever comes into your head and write anywhere on the page. Remember, this is the first pass. It doesn't matter how good or bad any idea is. Just get it out of your head. Even the craziest ideas may contain a seed of something very special. Once you've finished and can think of nothing else, 
close your planning book and leave it for 24 hours. Let your subconscious brain do its thing. Now, after 24 hours or more, come back to your note and with a different colour pen, expand your initial thoughts. You could also bring your highlighters to the table if you wish. One reason I use royal blue as an ink colour for my first session is a simple pencil looks great next to royal blue. But I do like to use black green colours too. What you will find is you'll begin adding more ideas and the initial ideas you had will sprout new, better ideas. This is what I call the second pass. It's there. If there is time pressure, I'll move on to the next step now. However, I prefer to have time to run a second and third pass just to get all my ideas out. So what is the next step? Well, this is where I scan the paper note into my notes app. From here, I can pull out the key points and ideas and begin developing the project or video idea. There's often research to be done at this stage also and to decide what action steps I need to take, all of which will likely require a computer. Now, the second notebook I have is my scratch pad. Now, this could be down to my age, but even at school, I always had a pad, a pad of paper and pen next to me for jotting down quick notes and random thoughts. There's something comforting about having it next to you. I could, for instance, be writing this script and suddenly have an idea and I can quickly write it down on my scratch pad for later. Once it's written down, it's not going to be forgotten. I can deal with it later. Now, this notebook is an A5 ring-bound notebook. It's a perfect size for scratching down ideas and the ring binding allows me to lay the book flat on my desk. At the end of the day, I will go through the captured notes to see if anything needs to be transferred into my digital task manager. Anything I've dealt with previously, I will simply cross out. However, the most important thing here is stepping away from the screen and all the distractions a computer will throw at you and just focusing on your thinking about a project, a goal, an issue, or whatever you need to think about. There's something about the feel of a pen that no digital tool can replicate. I've tried things like the Remarkable 2 and many of the other so-called paper replacements. Sorry, but they cannot replicate that exquisite feel of a fountain pen nib flowing across paper. I suspect this is why fountain pens are still popular among so many writers today. Handwriting is in our DNA, from the thousands of years old cave paintings to the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, We've been writing for hundreds and thousands of years. Keyboards and typing are relatively modern, and anything you type looks the same. After all, we generally use the same fonts for everything. With handwriting, you're creating art. It's unique. Each you know, note is going to look different from a previous note. You can choose different pens and colours and take them anywhere and just sit and write. It's such a different experience from sitting at a computer screen and typing. 
The difference will give you different ideas and thoughts. Funnily enough, I have returned to writing my journal by hand again after five years in the digital journaling world. While it was very convenient to be able to add a photo to each new journal entry, I realised when I was reading through my old planners and handwritten journals, there was something so different about what I was reading. I rarely read through my old typed journal entries, but I was captivated by my old written journals. I could have sat there for hours reliving my life through a handwritten page. So there you go, Tom. That is why I have returned to the analogue world somewhat. I would also add that I have started doing my weekly planning on paper too. If you're familiar with my weekly planning matrix, you can draw out the four squares in your planning notebook and give yourself 20 minutes to think about what needs to be done next week. It feels like you are tapping into a different way of thinking, which is clearer, more focused on the bigger picture, and in a way, more emotional than trying to do it digitally. I hope that has inspired many of you to go out and get yourself a notebook and pen. Have a go at it. See what happens. You might just fall in love with pen and paper all over again. Just be careful. There's a whole world out there of notebooks and pens. For me, my trusty old fountain pens and some Rhodia notebooks do the trick. Although, I confess, I've ordered some of the famous Japanese paper to test. Thank you, Tom, for your question and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>